This is Mercy Harper, writer for Research Services at APQC. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm here with Kyung Kim, co-founder and chief business officer of Blind, and Young Yuk, chief product officer at Blind, to talk about their journey building and growing Blind, an app that allows verified employees at a company to network and share their thoughts anonymously. We talked about Blind on this podcast in July on an episode called What You Need to Know About Blind. And to my surprise, Kim and Young heard the episode, reached out to us, and now we've got them here on the pod. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Happy to be here. So the big media story about Blind is that people use it to discuss hot, uh, some might even say spicy topics that they wouldn't feel comfortable discussing on inter- you know, official enterprise platforms like Teams or Slack. But as we at APQC started digging a little bit into Blind, we found that that was definitely not all that people were doing on the app. And I'm sure that you two have way better insights into all the weird and wonderful stuff that's going on within Blind. So what are some things that people are doing with Blind that have surprised you? Yes, I think I can answer that question. Um, when we first started Blind, we obviously wanted transparency and we wanted to bring out those honest discussions um, from the people who work in these companies. And um, outside of the topics that are work-related or um, you, you mentioned spicy, those are kind of revealing about the companies. Um, we found out that people can be much more supportive when they're anonymous. and. I think that's because you don't really have an agenda to promote yourself or you don't have to be political when you are not attached to your real identity. So a good example is last year when COVID happened, there were a lot of layoffs and people were actually reaching out to people who were laid off and providing them referrals and helping them with relocations by giving them information. And um, they were sharing uh, work from home and back to the return to office policies with each other so they can help each other out. Um, one of the more interesting things that are happening on the corporate side, though, is now leaders are paying attention to discussions that are happening on blind. Um, it is interesting because a lot of anecdotes that we hear, so we know these CEOs and executives are reading blind before they're all hands or um, employee pulse surveys because how do you figure out to how, how do you figure out how to ask the right questions to employees? Usually those questions are already on blind. And when you do all hands, um, what are the questions that the employees are going to ask? Those are already on blind because blind is a place where these kind of sentiment and discussions get revealed before company finds those out. Awesome. Young, did you have anything to add on that one? Interesting, different, surprising things that people are doing on Blind? Yeah, I think, like you said, um, the conversations happening are blind are usually uncomfortable to have in person. Um, And usually people are just talking about their toughest personal challenges at work, whether it's like my relationship with my manager or I really want to get promoted, or should I make a lateral move, or should I keep trying to climb the ladder? Um, So our mission is to try to hopefully one day make these more socially acceptable to have, 
Um, and you will see the community push for some of those things within blind. So people are like really pushing for like, what is your compensation? Those are things that you don't see on Instagram or people posting on LinkedIn, but at least in the small safe community, people are pushing the boundaries. So we really wanna make sure that it's constructive at the end of the day, um, but we would love to see this permeate outside of blind one day as well. Absolutely, and I think both of you kind of started touching on this, but broadly, um, what do you think are some things that organizations should know and perhaps some actions they should take based on the conversations you're hearing and the ways that people are using blind? Yeah, I think leaders at companies like myself, including myself, um, need to realize that people want to have transparent discussions and they want to um, they want to get more information that's going to help their career. And oftentimes those discussions are not going to happen within your company walls or whatever software that's uh, sponsored by the companies. Um, so these are kind of the discussions that were happening during lunchtime or over beer or over coffee between the employees. And what Blind is all about is we're basically giving everyone the ability to take a look at those discussions happening between the employees. Mm. And the reason that's happening is because we're a social network and people come to social networks because they wanna have freedom of speech, freedom of expression. And you can't really control social media, but you can always respond to it. And if you respond to it in the right way, you can influence the discussions um, in the future. So I think that's how leaders should be thinking about these kind of discussions. And that's how leaders should be responding to the discussions on blind. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that was great, Kim. I think if I were to add one more thing, um, I think for leaders, there's a lot of uncomfortable conversations that uh, can be had. But if you don't choose to participate, then you're letting it fester. People can come to their own conclusions. Um, so I think in general, it's better to participate and have those tough conversations because people wanna have it. Um, when it's something like, let's say a PIP, that's very hard to talk to like your friends and family about even. So like who out there in the industry can I talk to about this stuff um, and share notes? Maybe it's the first time I'm experiencing it. Uh, so we just really wanna open these things up as much as possible. Um, and we want leaders to be able to like have those conversations a little bit more directly. Um, and oftentimes like you'll hear a lot of narratives coming out of town halls or all hands, but these are individual case by case examples that might not be covered by just the general intention or the general narrative. Um, so just trying to figure out how to do that at scale. Cause I know that that takes a lot of time to do those case by case, um, uh, conversations, um, but hopefully they can happen a little bit more easily on Blind. Absolutely. And something that I, I love about the way that Blind works is it can be asynchronous as well. Um, you can go dive into a conversation that someone had a couple, you know, a week ago that is relevant to you now that it wasn't relevant a week ago. And so there's so much learning and growing that can happen that way. I think it's really cool. Um, so when we last spoke, you guys were talking about some B2B solutions that you had in the works. So I wanted to see if you could tell us a little bit more about those and how you see them filling a gap in the current market for HR tools. Yeah, thank you. 
So we have two solutions that we're really excited about. The first one's very straightforward. We have a lot of amazing, talented folks on Blind, and a decent number of them are raising their hand and saying, I'm open to new opportunities. And these are like the hardest to find engineers, data scientists, and generally they're very experienced. They have an average of eight years of experience. So we have a very straightforward recruiting product. Um, and it's uh, the contingency fee model where it's just 15%. Um, and so this platform is just free to use, free to access. Um, and we just have it uh, on our homepage, teamblind.com, and it's readily accessible there. Uh, the second product is very new. It allows companies to get access to the conversations on blind um, in a prioritized way. You can see what's the most popular, whether it's within your company channel, outside of your company channel. And so this is going to be useful to a lot of different people in the organizations, like leaders, HR, people ops, even recruiting, um, because there's a lot of threads related to offer evaluation. And so if you're a company, you can see what are all the offers that are being negotiated with my company's name on it, right? And all of these conversations are happening real time. So you can actually participate in the moment before the decisions get made. A lot of platforms are after the decisions are made. Uh, so you, there's no chance to influence. Uh, so this second product is called Insights. So the first one's recruiting. Second one is insights. Awesome. That sounds really cool. And uh, yeah, I can definitely see how that kind of uh, fills a different role than a lot of what's out there right now. So as we close out, there's one more thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, Kim keeps popping up on my LinkedIn. And when he does, he's always saying, congratulations, welcome. I'm so excited to have you on board at Blind. It seems like you guys are growing really fast, or at least in my world, it seems pretty fast. Um, so my question is, how do you assess whether folks are going to be a culture fit for blind? I'm sure you think a lot about what works and what doesn't in terms of the employee experience and the culture. And I was wondering if the app itself um, and what you've learned working on it and observing users has in any way shaped how you find um, and recruit and, you know, potentially even onboard people to the company? Yeah, um, I would first like to mention that I'm genuinely excited to see all these people join Blind because as a founder, I've been doing this for eight years and um, the best thing that can happen to you is work with amazing people as a founder. So um, I'm just saying that whatever I post on LinkedIn are very genuine. Um, and I guess what I learned from uh, working at Blind for the past eight years is that it comes back to what I said earlier, where the most genuine sentiment comes from peer-to-peer -peer discussions instead of company to candidate discussions or company to employee discussions. So you gotta make sure you create some kind like you create an environment where people can be a little bit more comfortable asking questions about the company when you're talking mm -hmm. to the candidates. Um, so a lot of people, when they interview with me, they, they tell me, they ask me, what's the culture like at Blind? And what I always tell them is, that's not a good question you, you should be asking me because, you know, if I say this is our culture, is that really the culture? So what I usually recommend is I send them to another employee um, or 
someone who's going to work with them or even employees outside of their um, outside of their teams to make sure they understand um, how it is like as an employee to work at blind. And although that takes more time to interview, it usually um, turned out to be a better decision to do that uh, rather than not. Yeah, and if I could add one thing, um, we have been uh, pretty successful hiring folks. I think we hired about 30 people in the last three months. Um, and one thing I realize is I happened to join Blind after Series C, and I also happened to join Glassdoor when it was a Series C company. And the main difference is that everyone knows Blind because it's so prominent in tech. I remember back in the day I had to explain like what Glassdoor was because it was still pretty new. And so that's a advantage for us. And when we're interviewing people, like we try to be as authentic as possible in the interview and try to role model that early on. Like I'll introduce myself before a candidate intro so that I can sort of role play what uh, we'd like to see when mm -hmm. people are talking about their background. Um, and we will try to be more transparent than other startups. Like when we do offer negotiation, we'll tell people what their percent ownership is you usually don't get uh, startups really being voluntary with that type of information. Um, so we try to kind of push in, in these uh, smaller ways, but overall, I think it brings in very like authentic people and people seeking that authenticity. Awesome. That's so cool. Well, thank you guys both for coming on the pod. This is really cool. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it was, it was great talking to you today. Awesome. So one last note for our listeners, um, I'd really encourage you all to visit teamblind.com and actually check out the app itself instead of just reading all the media reports about it. I think you guys would probably agree that there are some amazing real human interactions happening on there that are super interesting and I think will spark a lot of ideas for you no matter where you work or where you sit at your company. So uh, once again, I'm Mercy Harper. Thanks for listening to this APQC podcast. Please go to apqc.org to learn more and have a great rest of your day.